midst of doing hair, we realized that we're standing, we're doing the same thing every day. The whole world is changing all around us. But the beauty industry, the hair industry, our entire glamour industry is not changing. What is happening? Okay, this is a dying industry then. What are we going to do to accommodate the young generation, the millennials? We have to change our, our thinking now. And we had to come to the point of realizing that maybe we are not right. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Hungry Women at Work. I'm Navelia Malloy and this is the podcast for any woman who wants to thrive at work without losing her soul. When I was in grade 4 or standard 2 as we called it back then, our school produced an annual yearbook and all the students were invited to submit drawings, stories, poems or essays that could be featured in the yearbook. Our teacher, Miss February, who was quite a scary lady at times, told us we could submit stories or drawings about what we liked about our school or about our favorite teacher, which really was a subtle hint. I was about nine years old at the time and I was an aspiring poet. So I thought this was my golden moment to show off my talent to the whole school. So I wrote a really funny poem about the different quirks about everyone in the class. Like the mischievous boys, the mean ballet girls, including myself, the odd things we all had on our sandwiches for lunch. And also wrote about how scary our teacher was at times and the funny things she used to say to us in class. I thought it was a great poem. So did my parents. Miss February, however, disagreed. And she said that she was not going to submit such rubbish, as she called it, for the school yearbook. When I asked her why, she said, This is not the kind of thing that goes into a school yearbook. Why not? I asked curiously. Her reply? Because that's just the way we do things around here. No further explanation. End of story. Now, although I was none the wiser as to why that was the way things had always been done or not done, I learned two clear lessons that day. One, Miss February was actually scarier than I'd realized. And two, if you wanted to get your work noticed, stick to doing things the way they've always been done. Now, how many of us haven't been told something similar? Don't do it like that. Do it like this, because that's the way it's always been done. And I just have to wonder what that actually does for our creativity. Now, today's guests are two ladies who know that doing things differently, that innovation is not always celebrated. Natasha Summers and Chris Fisher are co-owners of Shea Hair Salon. Over the years, they'd become so good at the hairdressing craft, they thought they'd really arrived. They were so good, they had clients on waiting lists. But one day they realized the world around them was changing, but their industry was not. And so they set out to do something which at the time was unthinkable, 
to introduce technology into a techno-scared industry. Their story is one of courage and creativity against all odds. Now, if you feel stuck in a comfort zone, or if you're in a place where you're doing things the way they've always been done, without questioning if it could be done differently, if you need a bit of a push to bring in innovation into your business or into your life, or if you're the teacher who needs to let a kid write a different kind of poem, this episode is just for you. Hello, Natasha, and hello, Chris from Share Salon, and welcome to Hungry Women at Work today. Hey. Hi, Navilia. So thank you so much for joining us here today. You are co-owners of Share Salon in Blegaurie in Johannesburg, and you're also the founders of an app called Instagram Express. We'll talk a bit more about that later, but tell us a bit about your business and how it started, because the two of you have worked together for quite a while now. Yeah, it's been like 15 years. Yeah. 15 years of us starting out um, with our passion, with what we love, doing beauty and hair together. We owned our company together for about 10 years and then um, we were thrown into the deep end and we were like, okay, this can't be it. And we started Instagram Express from um, our experience in the beauty industry, which is our app. So, okay, let's... We're there now. So there you were one day minding your own business, doing hair, styling hair, um, building your salon. And then someone in the midst of putting highlights on just came up with an idea (laughs) of, hey, let's start an app. (laughs) Where where does that moment? In the midst of of doing hair, we realized that we're standing, we're doing the same thing every day. The whole world is changing all around us. But the beauty industry, the hair industry, our entire glamour industry is not changing. What is happening? Sure. We were the slowest moving into industry. And what are we going to do? So we first thought about putting hairdressers and barbers onto scooters and pumping up these scooters. Come on. Yeah, like gold capes on the highway. Yeah, and having <laughs> superwomen, uh, super barbers on these scooters going around and pumping up everybody um, and at that stage that's when dry bars yes first yes first came about and it was such a novelty and everybody was flocking to the dry bars yes, yes. and then um, so that took away a huge chunk of our market oh, inside of the salons wow. and we lost our weekly blow dryers because that was our bread and butter at that mm, stage sure. so our usual Wednesday and Saturday blow dryers um, was that was a massive part of our income disappeared? Sure. And then what came next? It was the Moroccan yeah. So then all these little barbers started popping up on every corner. Yes. So we had the Pakistani barbers, Mediterranean yeah. barbers, yeah. and that was another chunk of the industry that went. Wow. And here we are. And I think internally, what happened in the industry at the time for us was we started realizing that 
we were successful in our own right. So we had regular bookings. We were we were what you what what other stylists would aspire to be. You know, where you're at the point in your career where you're not worried about where the clients are going to come from because you have referrals and your book is busy and you're, you're pumping. comfortable. Yeah, yes. and you, and and you're you comfortable. Wait, the consumers waiting for an appointment, yes. waiting three four weeks for an appointment, and so, that's where we were at. Yeah. So so I think what happened internally internally in the in the industry at that time was this whole new generation of millennials joining the industry, looking at us and going, we want to be nothing like you. Wow. Yeah, so yeah, we are standing, going, feeling all like we've made we've it. Arrived. Yes, yeah. we yeah. we're arrived. Yes, we were on the top of our game. And, yeah, and, and the new generation coming in going, we don't want to be like you. You guys are tired. You, <laughs> you, you work disgusting. all the time. <laughs> You're you you get up feet. early. You work <laughs> from 7 in the morning. We only want to wake up at 10. <laughs> You know, we only want to ride. And we don't well. mind working until nine yes. o'clock at night. And we actually don't want to work on a Saturday. You know, so 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 th- we were like, okay, this is a dying industry. Then what are we going to do to accommodate the young generation, the millennials? We have to change our our thinking now, and we had to come to the point of realizing that maybe we are not right. What? Yeah. That's big. And and yeah. this, that and is this, big. And the way that we are working and the way that we are killing ourselves and the way that we are slaves to what we are doing mm. is not what the future is about. Mm. So we started looking at trends and where the trends were going overseas. Mm. And that, this was uh, six years ago. What, were, what, were, uh, what was the glamour industry doing and how were they changing and are we going to follow suit? And sure. And that is how the whole thing started for us such a long time ago. Mm. And we met all of that with such resistance. We resisted it. We did not want to change. There is no <laughs> ways we thought, how on earth are we going to step away from the chair? Because this is all we knew. Sure. This is all we could do. This is all we had studied for. And we were fantastic at yeah. what we did. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you've just started and you've already given an MBA in starting a business in the past four minutes of talking. Because one, you've spoken about, okay, we've arrived and this is the dream. This is what success looks like. Yeah but a level of comfort, which yes. at this moment we could all just pause and say, boom, perfect. But so there's a, okay, there's an emerging new market, so I'm, I need to understand the climate around me, what's actually happening, and how is this changing how I'm doing business? Mm, and more right. so, am I happy that I will be sustainable with, with this model going forward? And there were two ways that you could have um, responded to that, which was like, Heck yeah, we're comfortable. We're going to keep doing it the way that we've always done it. Or, okay, let's allow ourselves to be pushed a little bit. So, I mean, I want to start by just saluting you for, one, the self-awareness. Two, for not, like, saying, well, this is nice. We can park here. We've got our retirement gig. Um, And then saying, what next? Let's Mm -hmm. not resist what's happening. Let's see how we can be a part of preempting change and and changing Mm. the business model. Mm. So, well, I want to start with a shout out to (laughs) you both for that because I think a lot of us can remain stuck where we are, Mm. which slows down the the rate of change, the innovation in our business. I think with us, there was an eye opener when we realized that something's got to give. 
And we started going to our industry first. Obviously, that's what we do. You know, yeah. that's what we know. It's our comfort zone. So we went to the industry events and started realizing that it's, it's not growing us because we kind of knew all of the industry things already. And it had to be something else. It had to be innovation. It had to be technology. And it had to be digital. Sure, you know, and which which we completely didn't want to do. <laughs> we, we 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 are creatives in our mind. Yes. We do not know at that stage. I did not even know how to send an email. I did not know truth. That is the truth. I did not know where the on button was. And at that stage, we salons were still resisting to booking appointments on a computer. They were yep. still using appointment wow. books. Yeah, we would walk this into was five like years top, ago. Top. Salons, but still, um, they still have their books out on the yes, desk. Yes, and I you know would, those books. You I would still, phone, you would phone. I still book my appointment at one of my other salons, but I mean, I've now recently migrated to Shea Salon, so just like a shout out there to you guys. He's <laughs> looking fabulous today, thank you. <laughs> so, so five years ago, you would phone a salon and they would take your booking and write it down in a book. You know, and book your appointment at nine o'clock where you have your color down and then an hour and a half later, book your cut and your blow dry. They were mm. doing that, mm. you know, with a, with a pen and in an appointment book. They weren't even doing that on a computer. Now we, now we are having to break into the industry and say, say to them, we want to take all of this and, and turn it all into a platform, turn it into an app into technology. So what do you guys think about that, huh? Great, huh? huh? Yeah. Don't you think we're fantastic, huh? And, and we were met with... Bulldogs. Bulldogs. <laughs> and would you guys just get out of our salons? Are you yep. serious? And this is pathetic, and you guys are just the worst things. Yes. What? We would get so amped up. So then what we, what we had to do is we had to say, listen, if we're going to do this, something's got to give. So there goes our off day. We used to be off on a Monday. Okay. So there goes our off day. So we had to give up our, our time that we used to do our own things. So that's the sacrifice. That's the sacrifice. Yeah. So Monday morning, here we are dressed to kill. We're going to hit the streets of Johannesburg. <laughs> Joburg North, here we come. We're knocking on doors, right? Every salon. We used to go in, knock on doors. Can we please speak to the manager or the owner? was our wonderful concept idea that we want to introduce. And we would literally be thrown out the doors. Wow. Because we were seen as a threat, you know. We were Absolutely, seen as I can taking see away a market yes. where we were trying to introduce innovation into an industry that desperately needs it. Natasha and I did the actual piloting ourselves from the salon. We did all the market research. Mm. We went out. We did the service calls. We knew that there was a gap. Yeah. You still got your business. You still got your clients, your yes. Wednesday and Saturday clients. How do you do the? How did you make that? Well, the mental transition was one thing that was yeah. big enough already. But then, how the did physical. you make the physical transition? And how did you structure your business differently to accommodate? Because I think for most of us, we we stay at the level of comfort, or yes. we don't innovate, not because we don't desperately want to, but we're just like so bogged down by the day to day. You can't see the opportunity for innovation? So what we had to do is we had to realize there was a turning point where we had our 80-20, which we always, yes. we, we always yes. refer to our 80-20. And our salon at the time was our 20 because it, had, it was our income, it was our means, it was already running. But Instagram, the app, was our future, which, me, which makes it our 80 
you know. Sure. Without an income, it was our IT. We had to invest in it, you know. So we, we started realizing that something's, something's got to change as far as the time allocation to what we are giving Instagram. And we took our off day, which is a Monday, completely dedicated it to um, finding, to building the platform. And then about a year, a year after that, a year into it, um, we had to take some more time. Sure. And we had to give up an entire day of working in the salon, which is a Wednesday. And how does, I mean, what does that mean for your bottom line? Oh, my One, goodness. What does that mean for cutting a down. massive, yeah. Yeah. A massive Cut, chunk out, yeah. yeah, cutting down, but also the investment that we've done into Instagram and how we've seen that growth with putting the time in. And um, the other day I was also t telling somebody else that with entrepreneurship and with what we do, we don't have just one thing we're focusing on, right? Yes. So to, to try and keep the balance, which is virtually impossible all the time, <laughs> but having your day job, which is your eight to five, is great. Like put everything into it that you need to give your boss, if you're working for a boss, give, it, give him your all because that's what you need to do when you're there, right? Yeah. And then from five to eight, we, with, with, with us that have kids, yep. the little ones at home <laughs> like and the family. 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. <laughs> yeah, with the family and the kids. When you're there, give it to them. Yes. They deserve it. It's their time. You know, and then pick it up again from like 9 to 11 yep. and do your, yep. your, your, your entrepreneurship and, and your side hustle, whatever else it is. With us, it was our AT. Sure. You know, pick it up again and see how far you are with it. But you have to allocate the right amount of time to grow. It's almost like sure. you 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 get into character with each thing. You 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 do. It's not even a dress rehearsal anymore. You know, it's in on times, the job. It's on yep. the job. Do on it. the job, you you take on a different character. So when you're with your clients, you're the hairdresser. Yes. You take on that character, but you have to be sincere with that character. Yes. Your intent has to be pure. Yes. So when you are with that client, you are intentionally. You are there. You are sincere with them. Mm. When you are with your children, mm. your intention is there. You are sincere with them. You take sure. on that parenting role very seriously. When you are with, when you're the businesswoman and you are the entrepreneur, you take that very seriously. And you specify the times so that you are present and in that moment. And you take on that character completely. Mm. And sure. then you are able to control because there are certain boundaries that are set. There's a lot of intentionality from you guys. Would you say that that's um, largely due to your personality, natural temperament? Uh, did you do some online learning? <laughs> did you study what other people were doing? Did you just wake up one morning and there it was? I think life experiences, hey? Like we get, we, we, because we've been doing one-on-one um, -on -one with women for the last 20, 30 years, Wow. You know, you, wow. you kind of stand there wow. and you go through so many scenarios in one day. Sure. That, wow. That you sit there and you think there is actually nothing <laughs> that I haven't heard or been through with someone else. <laughs> and it's every half into. hour, every half hour, every 40 minutes, ah. it's a different experience yes. with a different woman. Wow. And you have had to learn wow. not to pass judgment. You have sure. had to learn not to be critical, mm. to love that client mm. unconditionally, not to pass um, advice on mm, unless sure. you are asked for advice sure um, and you have had to become somewhat a mentor a, yeah, a confidant a, a counselor, friend a mother 
Yeah, yeah. Wow. You know, I've never thought of the incredible training ground of the salon. <laughs> but it's not so. It's not just what you are giving, but it's what you are actually receiving. Receiving. Mm-hmm. You are receiving such teachings that you can pay forward, because that's what the thirty years of. Mm working with women every half an hour has given us. Mm. It has given us the adaptability to put on those different characters. And it's given us the um, adaptability to to nurture um, our the people that come into our lives now. We hear a lot about competition amongst women and you, you know, never go into business with your best friend. Mm. But you guys are defying this the stereotype on a on a big level. What makes it work? What makes this partnership work? And how do you keep this friendship strong? So because one of our first experiences was that um, we did have partnerships with friends mm-hmm. that did not work. Okay. That okay. went horribly, horribly wrong. Mm. That our partnership and our friendship first and foremost, is based on our relationship with God. Hmm. First and Powerful. foremost. That when we, when we go out and we discuss things, we don't sit and discuss um, tea parties <laughs> and we don't sit and discuss men and we don't sit and discuss <laughs> another woman or our husbands or our boyfriends. Actually, I discuss... Okay, Mine. Sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but I would say 80% of the time we actually discuss God and the purpose that God has for us. And we sure. discuss what God's agenda is for us and where we are heading, um, where God is taking us. That is what we discuss. That's powerful. So it's that a clear sense of purpose. Yes. This is what we're here for and we're going to let the main thing be the main thing. Yeah. Right, yeah. We don't have an agenda. Um, we And it's, it's God's agenda because if, we, if we'd, by now, if, if we were following our own agenda, I think we would have reached there by now, but it's God's <laughs> agenda and we have, we're not even nearly there yet. And then together with that, we have a sense of untold respect for one another. So Beautiful. we know, mm. we know Beautiful. each other's strengths mm. and we know each other's weaknesses. And more than just respecting each other's strengths, because that's easy mm. to respect somebody's strength, because you can sit and put somebody on a pedestal and go, oh my goodness, you are so fantastic. You mm. are so beautiful. You are so this, you so that. You know, how dif- you know how easy that is, how difficult it is to respect somebody else's weakness. Wow. That is really hard. Mm. Oh, but I mean, what you're saying here, that the respect. Yes. And to respect each other's weakness. I mean, I've, I've never heard it phrased like that before, which I think is beautiful. It is. And you know, for me, um, respect for, for me comes easy when it comes to Chris, because it's just that we have gone through such, I can't even tell you, the one time I tried to explain this and it went horribly wrong. And I tried to say <laughs> to a client, I tried to say to a client, you know, when you go through um, life altering situations, and I said, life changing alterations. <laughs> That's what you said. Chris has been through a lot of life. Yeah, yes. And I think once you've seen life altering changes and you've, and you've been there with somebody else, 
you, you, you learn a level of respect for them because it's not just the good. Yes. It's the good with the uncomfortable, with the bad, yes. with the challenges. And sometimes you look, you look and you think, you've actually gone through it. Wow. Sure. You know, and, and nothing else that happens after that can, can waver that in any way or take wow. away from it because you've actually had life-altering changes. Wow. Life-changing alterations. <laughs> that's what I had. <laughs> and, and, and that's where the respect comes from, I think. Sure. Yeah. So there's a, there's a working through it together. There's a, I've seen you, I know you, I'm willing to get to know you better, which all builds into building a really strong partnership. Mm. So you were speaking earlier about the innovation and I know, Natasha, you spoke about mm. job of the day. So as someone who's visionary and always coming up with new ideas, how do you guys find the balance between, okay, this is a new idea and it can drive our business forward or versus this is a distraction and yeah. it's taking us away from the 80. So what we have is what we like to call our parking lot. Okay. And I think this is a brilliant, brilliant thing to, if, you, if you're a visionary like Chris or if you're an entrepreneur that always sees opportunity in everything, get yourself a parking lot. Nice. And place that car. So now you, we have our Instagram Express, which is our is in the driving seat. That's what we drive. Okay. Whatever else comes alongside sometimes needs to get parked. Okay. So okay. we can't really give too much attention, or, but it's a brilliant idea. So we don't want to leave it. We don't want to not think about it. Yes. It could, could happen in the next year. So it's not the basement. It's not no. the underground basement. No, and yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we, we, we park it. Okay. We park it and, and, and we'll, we, we, we get to situations where we're in a meeting and we go, oh, maybe we should start that engine. Ah, You know, that bus is there. You know, that car's in the parking lot. We should maybe see what, what we can, you know, start it up and see. You know, and we'll just drop it into this meeting. Yeah. Let's see where it takes, okay. takes yes. us. And then, and then that car will drive into that meeting. And then yeah. the next thing you know, that car's taken over. Yeah. And but, but what I must say, sorry, Chris, is also that, you know what, out of a hundred ideas, maybe two of them make it into the parking lot. <laughs> so, okay. it's not, so it's not jotting down everything that comes to mind. Mm. Okay. No. Okay. And how do you decide what ends up in the parking lot or not? Do you have a... That's where, that's where our faith comes I'm, I'm, in. I'm ah. also devil's advocate. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, yes. but also, that, um, Natasha, I don't know if you agree, but our faith yes. plays a massive role because God quickly will put the biggest rock in front of us <laughs> sure. if it's not right. Sure. Okay. We can be... We, we will be rejected maybe six times in a row, <laughs> but we'll still keep going and knocking on that same door. And, and God will, there's like, please do not return. Yeah, it's like sealed off yeah, it's with sealed. yellow tape. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then we haven't, and then we'll leave it alone. And then maybe three years later, the same door opens sure so easily with the right people with the right people so that that willingness to walk away and to understand the seasons that maybe it's mm. a it's a not yet and to understand that it's not a it's not a rejection yes it's just the time is not now sure and if you walk away it it is because i'm saying this is not mm. good for you beautiful mm. absolutely beautiful so we don't ever see rejection or we don't ever see a door closing we're just seeing it as um let's take an alternate route here hmm. yes that's a good mindset because i mean i think if you there is a tendency 
as a small business owner or an, a, an entrepreneur to start taking it quite personally Absolutely. and feeling like, a, you know, an indictment on your sense of self-worth. But with that kind of mindset, which says, okay, it's a not now, or it's a try mm. something different instead of a, ah, sucky idea, mm. quit this thing, go back to your day job. Um, that attitude makes a big difference to driving it forward or not. Yeah. What's one thing you wish someone had told you or that you had known about business before you went into this? It's good to fail. And Lovely. failure is necessary. Lovely. It's, it's so necessary because that is the only way you are going to gain strength and grow. If you have not failed, please do yourself a favor. Find something to fail in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I cannot tell you how many times we've had to find the strength to get back up. Mm. That when, 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 when things happen now that's not meant to be, it is so easy for us sure. to, to walk away. Mm. It's so easy for us to find the good and to find the strength. Mm. And it's only because it's been time. It's been five years, six years of, of, of a new venture and failing and being rejected that has brought us growth. Mm. Sure. You know, as we're celebrating Women's Month, um, this month of August in South Africa, um, I think it's just a, it's a beautiful testimony what you guys have in terms of the beauty of when women stand together, we can do amazing mm. things. Uh, yeah. It's really beautiful. So now we're going into the section of the show called Rapid Fire. I am going to fire a question at you. Um, the first one will answer and then the second one will answer. Short, punchy. Who'd like to be the go first person? Ching, chong, chong. Okay. So what I'll do is I'll throw the questions to you oh, and you'll you just answer. Me? Yes. Go for it. It's you, Chris. Do you see I actually wanted, I thought we were going to turn it up and, and throw it there. Should yes. we turn it up? Okay. Turn it up. Yeah. Natasha. <laughs> so, so, so. I'll do it. Yeah. You'll do first and then it's, yes. so it will be you, you and are you ready? Go for it. A book that's changed the way you think about work. Work is definitely C.S. Lewis. God is my success. Uh, mine's called The Anatomy of a Mermaid, um, and it's all about how women see themselves in the workplace. A gadget or app that helps you work smarter. Obviously Instagram, but besides Instagram. Download it now. It's called Thriving Network. I'm still from the old school. I have my own app, but I still love my hardcover A4 book. <laughs> you can't lose okay. any information, and I have volumes and volumes of them packed away. And nobody wants to steal it. And which no, is because the they are so torn and tattered and scribbled on. You cannot scribble on a laptop. <laughs> love it. Your advice to your younger self? That being average is not good enough. If you're feeling um, lost or lonely and isolated, um, you have to realize that as young as you are, your springboard, that's a, a springboard for your greatness and your success. Three things that keep you centered. Okay, number one is God, number two is worship, and number three is family. I have similar things. It's my my disciplines, my daily messages from God and my children. <laughs> One thing you do to overcome distraction. 
I've learned this. I never used to be good at it, but I had to start doing it. And it's called making a list. <laughs> you, Chris. I, and I've had to learn this myself, that I am distraction. I, I cannot move away from myself. That's brilliant. How do you keep your soul in check, Natasha? To know that it is well with my soul. I know that and I believe it. And I know that my soul is good. My soul is well. It's not in my control. Beautiful. Chris? I keep my soul in check by just knowing that I walk with my intent. I walk in my truth. Beautiful. Your advice to younger working women? And my advice would be to never compromise yourself, your dignity and your reputation. Please don't. It, it, there's no coming back from that. Um, to younger women, I, w I would advise that it's so easy to become successful overnight with all the social media that we have. You can sneeze in a certain way, post it to 3,000 of your followers, and you've got 30,000 tomorrow morning because you've used a, a, a new position to sneeze. You know, it, it's so simple. It's so easy. So watch how you sneeze in future because tomorrow morning you could wake up and your life could be dramatically different. You've got to watch yourself all the time. Hmm. Your advice to senior women leaders? Um, leaders, I would say, you know, there's, I, I've, I've recently found this um, need for stories, um, for more cultural stories. There are plenty of advice to businesswomen out there, but I feel like there's a need. I, I want to hear more about your stories, your personal experiences. Chris, your advice to senior women leaders? So, well, I'm, this, I'm a senior woman, <laughs> going towards senior woman in leadership. That's where I'm at now. So I, I know that um, I'm going to get to a stage where I measure, this is how I measure my success. Um, in what I, what I do and I know at one point I'm going to start feeling invisible because that, that success is going to slowly disappear as I get older so how am I going to measure my success so I first have to make sure that I know what it is that my purpose is because as long as I keep going with my purpose I'm not going to feel like I'm going to be invisible because I will always be working with my purpose mm. what a profound note to end on mm. Sure, ladies, it has been a phenomenal time. I, I really feel like I've been in a crash course in <laughs> starting your own business and innovating and staying true to your purpose and your calling. Thank you so much for joining me here today. It has been thank such you. a privilege no, no, and you. such a pleasure. And looking forward to having you back on the show again in a few months' time. Yes, thank you so much. Yes, please do. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't you just feel like you got a crash course in business innovation? How great was that? If you'd like to get in touch with Natasha or Chris, you can find them on Facebook or Instagram at Instaglam Express or simply download the app Instaglam Express. Thank you once again to our sponsor, Audiodacious, for your continued support. Give your brand a voice with Audiodacious for podcasting, IVR and audio content solutions. 
Check us out at audiodacious.com. We sadly have no listener question today, but please keep sending in any question you may have about work, personal growth, or any question you think other women could benefit from hearing perspective on. Also remember to subscribe to Hungry Women at Work on iTunes, Iono FM, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Yes, to us all resolving to not keep doing things the way they've always been done, but to try and do them at least a little better. Till next time, keep thriving at work without losing your soul.